welcome to another episode of Mosaic Station. Um, uh, we have our Mosaic staff joining us today um, to chat a little bit about um, uh, what's going on in the world right now. Um, so, hi, my name is Chris. Uh, my pronouns are he and his. I'm the director of the Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Hi, I'm Sharon. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the program coordinator for Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Hi, I'm Carl. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the programmer for EPIDA Task Force. I'm Kenny. I use they, them pronouns. I am a cultural programmer for the Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Um, so uh, we we kind of wanted to, uh, well, I kind of wanted to record a little bit. The thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about has been, you know, the, like, we've had a, um, um, an increase in anti-Asian racism, xenophobia, and acts of violence uh, recently, um, which is not the first time this has happened. Um, you know, when the, when uh, shelter in place first started back um like i mean if shelter in place started almost a year ago but like towards the beginning of shelter in place i remember significantly in like maybe mayish um there was uh also an increase in anti-asian uh racism xenophobia um in the united states um and uh i, w I wanted to talk about this a little bit one because it's happening again but two because we are here in um, you know the San Jose Bay Area, and it's uh, uh, we have stories that are coming up in the Bay Area of it happening as well. So whether it's you know San Francisco or East Bay, um, you know there are stories of things happening like right in where we are. So um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to get some perspective from folks about like. Um, how they're feeling about it, what they think about it. You know, I think, uh, you know, for for me specifically, one of the things I worry about is that, uh, um, you know, I have I have uh, parents who live in San Jose who are older uh, Chinese folks who are both retired, um, and uh, they, uh, you know, theoretically could be targets of violence. Um, and I think about that, and I don't, I don't live with them. Um, and I don't, I don't like run their chores for them or anything. Um, mostly because they don't let me, like I've asked a lot, they don't, they don't really let me. Um, but that means that they, you know, go out and do their own shopping and stuff. So, you know, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about too. Um, yeah, you know, thank you, Chris, for, for, uh, for kind of sharing. I think it's a, you know, I, when, when the pandemic started, right, and the former administration and, um, uh, you know, 45, the, the rhetoric around um, immigrants and Asians was so, uh, you know, um, prominent, and I think it was in the news, and there were conversations around you know, how do we, um, how do we address some of the, the anti-immigrant, anti-Asian rhetoric um, happening in the U.S. and then it kind of just, life happened, right? People were, were um, just trying to, trying to survive. And now I think there's been a, 
uh, I mean, it's not a reemergence because obviously it's been happening throughout this whole time and in within the history of the U.S. Um, but I think the the incidences that Chris is talking about have been kind of happening back to back, and so it's making the news. It's on people's minds, and you know, as a as a person who um, has been kind of taking this news in, I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, it, it, there's this like fear, you know, of like, what is happening? Um, a little bit of like, you know, um, logically, why are elders being targeted? Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. And so I would love to kind of hear from Carl and Kenny, you know, like, what, what are some thoughts, right, as, as folks who are living in um, kind of a, a hub, right, of, of um, interacting with Asian elders, right, and then also, um, you know, as students who, you know, our, our campus is an open campus, and we see, um, uh, you know, um, API elders kind of using our, our campus and meditating or, or working around. And now, you know, there is this sense of like, like Chris is saying, like getting chores done or, or to-do lists, right? And they, they're out in the city. Um, you know, how, how are you all kind of taking the news and, and seeing the interactions? Um, so I have like a really, I feel like a lot of people have a really soft spot for our elderly. And um, I don't know if anybody remembers the story, honestly it was not in the news as much as it should be, but it was in Tracy and um, like an elderly sick man, he just got stabbed and it was on camera. Like they showed you getting, like it was very triggering. I don't, I don't like if anybody wants to see it, they can look it up, but like there's a video of it and you see him like fall to the ground and um, there was no charges, like nothing ended up happening from it. That wasn't too long ago. So when I think of like, you know, elderly people being attacked over over something like that like obviously your heart's gonna really hurt um especially because they're so weak and defenseless so it, it is weird when it's targeted like racially to like APETA communities it is a really weird feeling because I'm sure we all have elderly folks who like to take their walks they like to go walk around like we bring our grandparents to like the park so they can walk around and everything so it's, it's definitely an unsettling feeling, for sure. I had seen a lot of, like, news circling around recently about stuff, and I'm still kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Um, but even, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of, like, anti-Asian, like, language, especially anti-Chinese language going around, like, when I would go to, I remember I went to the urgent care and they were like questioning me like, oh, have you talked to somebody like that was in China or from China or like stuff like that. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why is that even a question right now? Even like before um, I, before I left like in last March or yeah, last March, I remember I was uh, taking the bus to a friend's house and um, it was the bus right in front of the Asian supermarket in downtown. And these two people came up to me, they're black people. Um, and they were like talking about the virus and they were like, kind of like, they were just like, kind of like 
very, really racist. And I don't know if the word is race, like prejudice about it. And like, kind of like pointing at the shop and like making like some type of connection. And I was just kind of really uncomfortable and I didn't really know what to say. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it was just really, it was really weird. And like, how can you, they're in there, like, this is their shop, you know, like, this is where like, and like, especially like elderly people, they're going to the shop to, to like buy food, you know? And like, even then, like, they have people like kind of jeopardizing their safety just by like using type of language that like, or like putting blame on things that like don't have to be put blame on. Like, and especially now, like America has like, <laughs> the, is like the worst place to be in right now for this fucking pandemic. And you still wanna blame other people. I feel like a lot of Americans, um, and like a non-Asian Americans like to like place blame somewhere else. And like, no, it's our fault. It just as much as anybody's fault. And like, I don't know, just like take accountability. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, um, you know, when I think about the, uh, like you were saying, Kenny, about like, like like what it means that this violence is happening it's like part of it is like misplaced frustration and anger and it's like like people can't i can't imagine i mean maybe people do but i can't imagine anybody reasonably thinks that like oh this this individual like caused me to get sick you know what i mean like these these people aren't involved you know with like transmitting diseases or anything it's it's just like you know see an asian person hurt an asian person and it's like that that's the kind of like census racial violence that like we're talking about you know and like you know i think i think it's difficult sometimes you know especially as an impeda like community member to like think that like you know that that uh you know grow, growing up as the kid of immigrants um assimilation was always a big deal in, in my community right and it's like you know um like being able to speak english without a chinese accent was like a big deal for my family and like being able to like talk to people over the phone or like answer the door or whatever or like fill out forms without like uh with like english as a natural language right where it doesn't seem like you know it's your, your second or third or fourth language was like a big deal for my family and so like you know um it's interesting to think that like they spent all this effort and time for me to like quote unquote assimilate right and like and yet, like, at the end of the day, um, I will always be a foreigner to people in this country, right? Like, I was born in California. I grew up in California. I went to all of my schooling in California. I was an English lit major um, in, in undergrad. And yet, you know, I'm always going to be seen as a foreigner in this country, you know? No matter how hard, like... Like people like us, like we try to assimilate, like at the end of the day, like who we are and like what we look like is always just gonna be that barrier. Like there's always gonna be like that thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it sucks. Like it's horrible. Like I think that's so dis it's it's horrible. I hate it. 
Yeah, I mean, I I am an immigrant, right? Like I immigrated when I was eight years old and you know, there was a, a there is a privilege in immigrating when you're young because I feel like I was more um, able to kind of, uh, uh, you know, take on the culture and assimilate it to a degree. Um, but I, I remember a couple of years ago, um, there was an elderly, um, like South Asian man walking in Texas and didn't speak the language and he was visiting um, and cops pulled him over asking for identification. And they, um, you know, it's a very violent and brutal video to watch. And they like slammed him to the ground, like breaking one of his um, uh, uh, vertebrae in his spine and he was paralyzed. Um, and after that, you know, I, I have my grandparents visiting me and I was like, you, you can't walk. And it was, this was broad daylight in like a suburban neighborhood. And, you know, it was like the fear that I have for my elders, right, as an immigrant and as like being here, like it never goes away. Like it, it just, it's like, even I think like, I, I hear what Chris is saying in that like, you know, you're, you're always gonna be seen as an outsider, even though you were born here and like, this is your home, right? And this is my home too, but I feel like there's this extra layer of like, I'm not an elder, but like I see these things in the news and I feel it. Um, and I just have like a lot of fear around my own family and my own safety, right? Um, like my mom still has a slight accent, right? So does my dad. And um, the way that we, you know, I think, I think growing up like my parents um encouraged me to speak English at home and they spoke English right I was able to retain Hindi but like with my siblings like they were born here they barely know the language and I think it is that like how do we pass right and like we can't because our our skin color is way too brown right um but if we can be safe, right? And I think our, our sense of safety, like, is so at the forefront, but with our elders, right, especially when they're visiting or they're, like, live here, like, there's an extra layer of, of, of that identity, and it, it is very, like, it's very hypocritical, right, as, as uh, uh, Kenny was saying, right, like, Americans need to get their shit together, <laughs> um, because we, we really took this, like, melting pot ideology and yet at the end of the day it's bullshit when we see these things in the news and these incidents continue to happen in 2021 yeah that melting pot shit like it's just like I like I realize like it's not really about like celebrating the differences it's just like we're all just the same but we look different I'm like no we're not the same we're gonna act different and we're gonna think different things and that's okay yeah it's it's uh the melting pot myth is like very unidirectional right it only goes in one way it's like we want we want people we want foreigners to act more like americans but like you never see like for example in the media you never see anybody like become more american by like 
uh, quote unquote, more America. I realize I just did that for the camera. This is an audio podcast. Um, you, you never see anyone becoming quote unquote more American by like learning how to use chopsticks or like eating sushi, you know, like it doesn't go in that direction, right? You only see people become quote unquote more American by like eating burgers or like having barbecues or shit like that. So it's like, it's like this idea of like America is a melting pot. It's like, no, no, it's like, America is a place where everybody learns how to be white. Like that's what it is, you know. And even even the barbecue and the burgers that originates from somewhere else, right? So like even then, like it doesn't <laughs> like make sense to me that like it, it, that that the the food and the languages, right? Like there's so many in the last four years, there's been a, a huge number of viral videos that have gone where um, racist folks are telling people and other communities to speak American, right? Or like to, to, to like speak English. Like if you really want to speak Spanish so badly, you should go, go back, right? And it's like, what are you saying? Like, I was born here. You want me to go back? Like go home? Like, what does that mean? And I think like, to Chris's point, right? Like there, that that doesn't even that identity is just so um, so much more complex, and I don't think there is one way to be American. In America, being an immigrant or being from like a foreign place is only like celebrated when you're from Europe, <laughs> and like like you know like like in school, like you're like oh like the pilgrims, this shit and that shit, and like Ellis Island and immigration, so beautiful. We all came together. But then when it's someone from like South America or or um, Asia or Africa, it's like, oh, wait, uh, uh. I'm like, what? I thought y'all are so happy about the melting pot. Y'all are so happy about the different cultures and shit. Like, what's the truth? We know the truth. Yeah, and another thing, like, I remember all the vandalism of, like, Asian-specific businesses. I feel like that was so unnecessary, and there was so much in San Jose. Like, San Jose is one of the most Asian cities in the country. Like, wow. It's right here. Thank you for bringing that up. I, like, totally forgot. And there was even, like, a... um, like a Bay Area campaign on social media saying like support your local um, like Asian restaurants because there was such a huge decline that we um, we didn't that like businesses like specifically Asian businesses were going out um, of of business because of that. Yeah, I remember like how like I would I would go to. There was a fun spot down in downtown that I would always go to. And I would always go, like, always reliable, always there. The people were dope. And I think it's family-owned. I'm not sure. Even, like, hoe bags, like, family-owned, like, Asian family-owned. Like, <laughs> I felt like, I don't know, I don't know where I was, but, like, there was, like, signage and, like, trying to, like, kind of, like, not scare people away from, like, the business. And I'm like, that's, that's fucked up, like. You have to worry about racist people like not coming and supporting your business, even though just a couple months ago everybody was cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, for those of y'all listening, 
uh, Hobags is House of Bagels. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <y'all. laughs> if you um, know, also, you know. And Here. that right there is also Jasmine <laughs> joining us. Um, Jasmine, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Jazz. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the social media coordinator for Mosaic. And yeah, I got some spaghetti with me. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, um, you know, I th- I think um, it's it's interesting. You know, thank you for bringing up the the violence against um the the businesses because like, um, you know, I I think about the fact that like, for some reason these businesses are still seen as like foreign businesses that are targetable, but it's we only have one economy. You know, like. Uh, you know these 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 are these are businesses where like people like spend money and buy things ostensibly i guess buy things and and then like they employ people you know they pay taxes like they they buy things from supply chain so that they can give consumers like they're part of the one economy that we have in the united states so i don't see why like you know, again, it, again, we're talking about this like senseless racial violence, right? It makes no sense that you would isolate a business and be like, you're a terrible business. It's like that business is part of this grand thing that we call the economy, you know, like, um, so well, it's, it's I, I, yeah. So, I, and, and, you know, I'm not a business major, Pearl is, but I'm not a business major, but, you know, is there then a, just like, you know, um, Kenny was talking about earlier, there's like an othering that happens, right? When there's a, when we see like um, stores or whatever, and you can like point and say, that's an Asian store. Like, is that what happens? Like, is there still that thing of like, you are, even if it's like a burger joint or like House of Bagels is a bagel <laughs> like place, but like you see it as like an Asian place, right? Even if it's like, had nothing to do with that yeah that was a good point I do see Hobart's as an Asian owned business I always have I don't know yeah. why <laughs> it is American but I see it as an Asian owned business and I and I think that's where like the the perspective that we have right and like that's why I think when we see these news um stories or whatever or like actual incidences of violence happening against Asians right I think there is this like there's it it speaks to this long history of um like you know how we have made communities where this is where the Chinese folks go this is where the Japanese folks this is like Koreatown this is whatever right like we still have remnants of that. And and I think communities, right, have been like, okay, this is our space, right? So like Chinatowns have historically, right, been like the space where Asian folks can go and feel safe. They can speak their language, they can have their food, they can have their businesses, but then it almost feels like, well, that's where you're supposed to be. And that's that's your like safe haven within like there's like a reclaiming right of of that space but then um some of the recent incidences have happened in san francisco near chinatown or in chinatown right so then it's like well shit where are we safe what why you know and so i think i i 
that's also very like like it feels there's like an extra layer of like nowhere is safe and like I know that but then it just like it feels even more like gross to think about that yeah and I think I feel like almost a certain anger like towards these incidents because you're attacking somebody you know is vulnerable or like you're attacking a business when nobody's there like I feel like that's such like a coward move it, like it really upsets you like what kind of person attacks an elderly no matter what they are like I don't know that that really really bothers me if you're doing that like you're like pathetic low-key like really you have to attack an elderly person to prove what kind of point what does that prove yeah, that, I mean, and, and recognizing too that that is always that is the history of white uh, instigated racial violence in the United States, right? Like it has always been an act of cowardice because you know white violence in the United States, like white initiated violence in the United States racially, has never been about having a fair fight. Like the Ku Klux Klan did not come to to attack people one on one, right? Like. They did not, you know, they came like after people's families, they came after children, they came after, you know, uh, unarmed people, they came after, you know, people who uh, couldn't fight back. Um, and they came in, in mobs, you know, they came in the tens and the twenties and the hundreds in order to enact racial violence in the United States. So like, this is part of the history of white initiated racial violence in the United States. It's all, it's always been about fighting unfairly um and you know that that's you know the fact is that's that is the history of the united states you know it's like you can't get around that you know um and and it continues to this day you know like when we talk about this like kind of racial violence in the united states it's not just like physical violence but it's also like you know uh how how policies are enacted and how laws are enacted and how like how unfair the system is towards anybody who is a white like it's always been like that so like you know it's it's just another example of how like like this violence is is always like it is always an act of cowardice like do y'all think that maybe the targeting of elderly people is due to like their closeness to the heritage because like Sharon said like when you like when people like uh immigrate they move over like they want their kids to like assimilate and like kind of like fit into the new world they're in but like the people like the elderly like more more likely like they're kind of have still that connection to like their homeland or their culture and like maybe that's like threatening to people I think I think that could be the thing like not only are they easy to attack but also because they resemble us there and sometimes I feel like maybe we look more Americanized and the older generations don't like for the example in Tracy like obviously there are a lot of people that wear a turban but this was an elderly sick man in a primarily in a pretty dominant Punjabi Sikh city like Tracy is mm -hmm. so I feel like that was a direct target um that was not a robbery that was a stabbing so I think sometimes that really can be the case I, it's hard for me because I don't understand the like I am going to go out and stab a person today because of this reason like my mind doesn't work that way so 
so it's hard for me to understand, right? Um, but I, I wanted to like, uh, you know, when Chris was talking about like how the structures and the policy, right? Like how, how they kind of work in the current system. I was seeing, um, so Jazz, our, our social media uh, person coordinator, um, you know, posted about some of the, the uh, violence on our, on our Instagram. And I kind of went through a, a rabbit hole as one does on Instagram. And, you know, I was seeing someone, uh, someone um, in the comments said, uh, this is someone else's post, uh, said, you know, we need to include um, Asian racism in trainings. And I, I sat there and I was like, do we not currently talk about um, Asian racism in like uh, uh, like trainings, like anti-bias trainings or stereotype? And, and, I, and I sat there and I was like, oh, I guess like in policy wise, right? If you were to, to go through a training, like I don't think there are explicit trainings um around that and like maybe that needs to be uh you know change policy wise um in the workplace or or uh you know whatever there needs to be more of this um conversation happening just as much as we we talk about you know um anti-blackness and the racism that latin latinx folks uh are, are facing here in america i think that 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 should be added um as well yeah I, I would say just on a very surface level um and and this is not about playing oppression olympics so i don't want to say that this is like we should or shouldn't compared to the way we treat other folks um i i just want to focus specifically on apita identities like on a very surface level like i don't see uh, a large-scale call to like for example like understand how to pronounce Asian names, right? So like, you know, I think um, a lot of Apita folks will say that in their lifetime, at least in the early part of their lifetime, they did not have a lot of teachers from the P through 20 experience who knew how to pronounce their name. Um, and, and as a result, sometime in the like, kind of third grade, second grade, third grade point, they just adopted some sort of like English nickname, right? Like. And, um, and that just became standard, right? And, and I think that like, you know, when we talk about like, is it normal to think about Asian identities as like something that, that needs to be talked about in like an anti-bias training or whatever, like on a very surface level, it's like, well, yeah, like there's, I don't, I don't see like a massive cultural revolution of being like, hey, learn how to freaking pronounce like names, you know, like, um, so on 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 that level, on a very surface basic level, it's like, yeah, like could could systemic bias trainings include a section on like how to properly pronounce Asian names? It's like, yeah, they could. Like that would be very helpful. Like, you know. Yeah, the first time I had a professor say my name right, or the first time I had a teacher say my name right for the first time, like in my whole life, like just like the first like the first day of class, she was she was an Indian professor. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like I never thought, I never thought in like my 21 years that I would have a professor that could say my name right. So that was cool. Honestly, it's like, I, it's like people just being lazy. Like, I mean, I can't speak from like an Asian perspective, but like even like black names, like 
they just kind of like think like okay like yeah that's it like there was a girl in my high school her name was Kasaya but like people were just like Keisha and she was like no that's not my name like I don't know why you think that's just easier to say but like that's not my name and like she would have to correct people every day and I'm like like is it you don't understand or are you just like you just don't care you don't give a fuck and that's really what it is like you can easily like figure out how to say a name or just like learn like okay like in this type of language this is how this letter is pronounced so put them together <laughs> and then there you go yeah if you know how to pronounce like Worcestershire sauce then you can learn how to pronounce names <laughs> you just have to care like you just have to show that respect to other cultures you can spell and pronounce Tchaikovsky and all that shit. I don't yeah, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> For real, what? Yeah. We all got Schwarzenegger down. So I guess, you know, as as this news is unfolding and we're, I mean, we're clearly all very like much processing, right? Um, what are some, some ways that I think maybe we ourselves can, can, um spread awareness or get involved um and what can we do as like a you know sjsu what would you like to see i guess i guess like my number one concern would just be keeping the elderly safe because i remember when my grandpa was here um like he would like i know a PETA communities really like their walks like they really be walking like my grandpa used to walk all the time for like two hours a day and to be honest, sometimes we would get worried about him because he would be gone for so long. Like, oh, what if something happened? He's not going to know who to talk to. Like, really anything could happen to him. So something something to keep elderly safe and keep them moving still because that's important for them. Yeah, my grandma um, is also, she, she loves going on walks. Um, she tries to at least, you know, every day in the morning. And... Um, I live in a city that, you know, I'm not really as concerned for her safety. So I'm glad, you know, like I have that um, security when it comes to her. But, you know, of course, I'm still like, I'd still be worried if like I, she didn't come back for a long time or whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, there, there are still definitely like anti um, Asian sentiments. I mean, we have like Trump supporters in this neighborhood too so it's like you know anything could happen but yeah I with you know all of these um cases coming up I would just want people to watch out for each other people to stay in community with each other and not let it divide us because there is also you know a lot of like anti-black sentiments coming out of this when really like we need to focus on um just supporting each other and looking out for the elderly because they're are in a vulnerable position, um, especially if they're alone and just enjoying a walk or something. So yeah, just look out um, for each other and stay in community and don't let this divide us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you saying that, Jazz, because I think it's it's important to remember that like this is not about comparing races. This is not about trying to say because somebody said something or somebody did something, everybody needs to like owe each other or anything. This is not about like like people like needing to do whatever. It's it's about like 
there's an issue happening and we as a community just need to like try our best to address it you know and it's like you know um and we need to we need to give grace to people who like um like i i think it's important to give grace to people to to like allow them to to take on issues with the capacity that they have like we are still in the midst of a global pandemic you know where it's still in the midst of like police brutality we're still in the midst of like you know like people being killed by the police we're still in the midst of people like police officers being tried um for their acts of violence um we are still in the midst of um you know all these things so it's like we have to appreciate the fact that like there's still a lot of stuff going on um, and that, you know, we, we, we need to focus on what we can focus on. So, um, this is not the time to be saying like, oh, like you need to do this or we need to do this or whatever in terms of like people, like, I don't know, having social media campaigns or whatever. Um, rather I would, I would, I would encourage folks, put your energy in the causes that like affect you. Put your energy in what like you can and like don't put energy in forcing other people to expend their energy like focus on the things that you can focus on right um so yeah in, in that vein i would say like echoing the sentiments that that jazz and paul said like yeah like try like definitely like keeping like um you know my focus you know i want to keep my parents safe I want to keep my family safe as much as possible. So like, you know, at the same time that I'm trying to register them for vaccine shots, I'm also telling them like, stay in this geographical bounds when you go on walks, you know, don't go downtown or whatever. Like, you know, it's like, there's a reality of like trying to protect them and stuff. So yeah. Um, so definitely wanting to do that. And, and then, you know, just a uh, general awareness, like know what's going on, you know, I would advocate for that. Um, and then when when it comes time to fight the fight with institutions and systems change, like um, know how we can be better institutions for one another, right? Like, like I think all of our institutions have a lot of work that we can do to try to be more uh, aware of different issues that happen and ways in which we can better support our different populations. Um, and advocate for those changes when when the time comes to advocate for those changes. Well, thank you everyone for sharing your thoughts and um, engaging in this conversation. Um, thank you, Chris, for for um, bringing this up and you know getting us talking about this because um, it's really important. And you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to still happen. Um, from all of us. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, you know, as questions may come up, please um, feel free to reach out to us at mosaic at sjsu.edu. Um, also CAPS is a wonderful resource as you're listening um, or as you're doing your research and you're feeling any type of way, right? Um, it's a great way to, um, to find support and um, yeah, they, they have appointments available. You just have to make it, you know, ahead of time. So um, please reach out to CAPS as well if you need support. Um, all right, thanks everyone.